So, Arisha, happy Halloween. Thank you. I finally get to wear my cape, which, yes. weirdly, I did not buy for Halloween, but it works out. Honestly, <laughs> nothing has ever checked out more to me. Mm-hmm. I'm Frank Costanza's lawyer, and that's yeah, all I've ever Yeah, you keep saying wanted. that. Yeah, well, the real ones get the reference, and that's all that matters. Okay, well, the number of airline miles. (laughs) Just going right into it. Smoothest transition I've ever heard. Um, But listen, we've racked up a lot of airline miles, and that's a sign that we love a good Mm -hmm. girl's getaway, right? Yeah. Do we get miles when we sit on the tarmac for two hours? We, We did get $200 from Air Canada. Which is like... 10 billion miles. <laughs> it, miles and numbers, like dollar numbers are so yeah, weird. They don't, they don't add up. Um, no, they don't. And you know, I got to say, luckily for us, we do have mostly good memories of our girls' trips. There may have been a couple sidewalk fights, but other than that, it's smooth sailing. Honestly, what's a girls' <laughs> trip without some sidewalk fights? The only thing missing are the cameras. Yeah, exactly. Um, The same cannot be said for all of the cast members of The Real Housewives. Uh Some of them have come forward in a bombshell Vanity Fair expose to talk about some truly wild stories that happened behind the scenes. Yeah, and some cast members from Real Housewives of New York are also chiming in in the article. And what they're claiming is only adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, it's truly wild. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. It's Tuesday, October 31st. And it's Pam Sifrin's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Pammy. (laughs) And you're listening to Rich and Daily. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Because she is all over the place. Let's just get to know each other. Do you want to be a friend to anyone? She was like, I'm not signing this paper if you cast my brother and my sister. I was a little irritated. By me? You kind of kicked it off. Well, mom is not my friend. You're my friend. So that's from the teaser trailer for season one of Bravo's Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. It's a spinoff of the Real Housewives franchise. It's truly wild. I love it. It's a such a good spinoff. I didn't watch season three because there's a lot of people I didn't really know or care about, but mm-hmm. it's peak drama. Um, and, you know, it has basically cast members from like different cities and they bring them all together and they go on a trip somewhere. And it looks like not all of the cast members had a good time. Uh, some of them blame Bravo. And this is not the first time that the network has come under fire. Earlier this year, Bethany Frankel accused Bravo of exploiting cast members. She called for the reality stars to unionize. 
And now the accusations against Bravo are getting more intense. So yesterday, Vanity Fair released a massive new expose. And one of the biggest bombshells in the article involves allegations that Real Housewives of New York cast member Ramona Singer exhibited racist behavior. Yeah, so in season 13 of Real Housewives of New York, Ebony K. Williams joined the cast, and she was the first Black cast member ever in all of the 13 seasons of the New York franchise, which mm-hmm. honestly tracks that it would take this long. Um, yeah. So before shooting began, there was a virtual education session, which Ebony said was Bravo's way of covering their ass. She said they mostly focused on things that cast members shouldn't say, like the racist stereotype that Black fathers aren't present for their kids— And apparently Ramona Singer responded by saying, what if they don't have a father? Why can't I say that? Most of them don't. God. And to that I say, Ramona, shut up. Yeah, Ramona's unhinged. She's got a lot of nerve. Uh, Yeah. And then later on, while filming was underway, cast member Luann Deliceps, a.k.a. The Countess, told Ebony, I don't like the way you talk. And Ebony said, your white fragility is killing me right now. Before having (laughs) to explain to Luann and Ramona what that actually meant. Of course she did. Things, shockingly, (laughs) not at all, escalated to the point where Ramona slammed her hands on the table and said, this is why we didn't need black people on the show. This is going to ruin our show. Oh, boy. Now, Ramona has strongly denied to Vanity Fair that she said this, which I don't know anybody that would be like, yeah, I said that. Exactly. Like, so much denial in this article of people that would never be like, yeah, we were trash. It's like, yeah, yeah. why would they say that? And then in another incident, a Black producer for the show, Darian Edmondson, claims that Ramona explained what the Yiddish term for a non-Jewish woman means. She says Ramona said, it's literally like somebody calling you the N-word. Although, according to Edmondson, Ramona actually said the N-word. Which, again, <sighs> this... to everybody who's not Black, don't say the word. You don't have to. We know what it means when you say N-word. Right. This happened on a season of Big Brother where, like, uh, there was a little person on the show and someone was asking about it. And he's like, you know, the derogatory term for a little person is the same as the N-word. And he said the word. And it's like, you can explain something without yeah. using the word. We'll we'll get it. Like, we'll understand. Um, I feel like they just, like, they it, it doesn't even peg for some people that it's such a terrible word to say. Like, yeah. They're just like, oh, it's like that. And they just drop it. And it just the fact, the ease with which people drop it tells you that they use it a lot. That's very and true. I hate it. Yeah. So the Vanity Fair piece also addresses issues that have nothing to do with racism. It does a deep dive into Bravo's culture of, you know, making drinking a huge part of the shows. And it reports on how it negatively affected cast member Leah McSweeney. So she was on seasons 12 and 13 of The Real Housewives of New York. And Leah had been struggling with sobriety on and off for a while. And she claims that she tried to stop drinking after she was cast on the show, but things took a turn during filming. She claims that not long after filming began, co-showrunner Darren Ward said to her, this shit is boring as hell. You better turn it up. And so Leah turned it up by drinking. That's like such harmful behavior on that showrunner's part. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is definitely going to get me some flack, but it makes you wonder, why would you cast somebody who's in recovery? And why would somebody in recovery want to go on this show? This seems like triggers abound. I know. Leah says that she began drinking to excess, and in a now infamous Real Housewives moment, she got so drunk that she stripped down to her thong and threw a lit tiki torch across Ramona Singer's lawn, which, given Ramona Singer's alleged words, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I also feel like maybe she used that tiki torch uh, 
mm-hmm. in North Carolina at some point, yep. maybe. Yep. Or even Maryland, unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, I know. It's terrible. Uh, and then things went from bad to worse. Leah claims that during the filming for season 13 of New York Housewives, while once again newly sober, she wasn't able to be with her grandmother, who was dying. Leah says she told the co-showrunner John Paparazzo, truly the most ridiculous and appropriate last name for anybody in reality television. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, But Leah says she told John that she needed to go see her grandmother, and he told her that production would make that happen. But according to Leah, he said it, but he didn't mean it. She got the impression that he wanted her to stay to film the show. Mm -hmm. Now, she did eventually leave, but by that point, her grandmother had already died, which is... That's devastating. It is devastating. It's, I mean, every once in a while, I feel like with shows like this, you hear about a family member that's taken ill or, you know, is getting ready to leave this mortal coil. And it's so sad when people don't make it back in time. I know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She said, Leah says that she ended up suffering a major depressive episode due to both the show and her grandmother's death. And she ended up in a psychiatric hospital for eight days. So back in March, Leah filed an employment discrimination complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission against Bravo, Shed Media, and its parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery. She's citing a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act in relation to how the show handled her alcoholism, which, based off her claims, they handled it terribly and not how it should have been handled. Yeah, I think they handle a lot of stuff terribly, you know? Yeah, it kind of feels like they just look at everybody as little Barbie dolls or Polly Pockets and they're just like moving them around. And it's like, these are real people. They're not well, just that's like dolls. When you were like, you know, why would you cast someone who's in recovery? To them, exactly. these things like, are a storyline is... and it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is literally a disease. Like, yeah, it's like casting somebody with cancer. Like, why would you do that? Right. I mean, not saying don't cast people with cancer, but I'm just saying like, right. Don't do it to make it a storyline. Exactly, exactly. Um, so on May 15th, Christy Del Rey Cone, who's an attorney representing all of the respondents, denied Leah's claim. No word yet on the status of Leah's case and if or when it will go to trial. Interesting. Um, so that's not the only lawsuit being filed against Bravo. For the second season of Ultimate Girls Trip, Marco Vega was hired as a butler for Dorinda Medley at her Bluestone Manor, which is like her house, wherever the hell they were. Um, And during filming, he claims that cast member Brandy Glanville made unwanted sexual advances toward him, and now he's suing Bravo and its affiliates. Not the first time that Brandy has been accused of this. She got kicked off season three. We talked about Season four. She got kicked off season four for this. That hasn't aired yet. But yeah. Yeah, we talked about this. So according to Vega's lawsuit, he alleges that he was sexually harassed and abused by Brandy Glanville, He claims that during filming, she allegedly consumed alcohol, became intoxicated, and more brash, going so far as to grope him. Now, it's important to note Brandy is not being sued by Vega. He's suing Bravo and its affiliates. Mm -hmm. Now, Vega also alleges that Brandy's sexually aggressive and offensive conduct was allowed, condoned, and even encouraged, which is just disgusting. It's like, yeah, it's like frat house behavior and it's gross. And I hope the weight of the law comes down on everyone. That yeah. was involved in this. Yeah. Um, Vega also alleges that Phaedra Parks from Real Housewives of Atlanta slapped him on his ass and ripped the shirt off of him, exposing his bare chest and torso. His lawsuit states that he has suffered severe emotional distress as a direct result of what was allowed on set. He is suing for punitive damages, attorney's fees, costs, and disbursements of action. 
It's really interesting to me that this happened on season two with Brandy, and then they allowed her to uh, go on season four. And then this happened again, and then they fired her, essentially. So it's like, but why did you not stop it the first time it was happening? It's really odd. Um, So, you know, these are definitely some wild claims, and sadly, they don't surprise me at all. Um, Do you think this is going to hurt Bravo, or is this just going to spike ratings? Like, do you think they're maybe going to change the way they approach some of this? Like... I got to be honest, Andy Cohen doesn't look good in this article either. He doesn't look good. And honestly, his day of reckoning is coming. Oh, for sure. He, I mean, and it's, I don't know. I have so little faith in the world. Like, the world (laughs) is a mess. And so people that do shitty things like this, it feels like we live in a world where this stuff just gets to keep happening. I mean, case in point, Brandy does this in season two. Right. Comes back two seasons later. And it's just they know the claims, they've heard them, mm-hmm. they've heard the complaints, and it happens again, and then they fire her, and what, two seasons later, she's going to be back on? Like, I just... Yeah. They, they've they put aside the fact that these are human beings with human complex problems, and they've turned it into fodder. And I, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, as somebody who has watched this stuff, 100% complicit, like, this has been entertaining, like, I, yeah. like Floribama, like, all of these shows, it's all, like centered around getting people drunk. And I like to say I turn into a lovely person when I'm drunk, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people, alcohol is just so (laughs) problematic. And I feel like Bravo has just leaned on people who have a lot of unresolved shit going on. Yeah. And they prey on that. And I don't see that changing because of this expose. I don't know. Well, you know, it's interesting to me that the CBS reality shows, for example, Big Brother, Survivor, The Amazing Race, are still making great reality shows with zero mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah, we're dramatic enough. Right. I mean, back in the day, Big Brother, they would get more alcohol than they do now, but they rarely get alcohol now. And they're still making perfectly fine dramatic TV. Like, yeah. this isn't something you need to do. You don't need to prey on people's insecurities like this. Like, yeah. it's disgusting. And that's coming from someone who watches 6,000 reality TV shows, you know? Like, Right. I've seen both ends of it and it can be entertaining without it. So maybe yeah. stop being shit people, you know? It just it feels like basically a less violent apocalyptic version or I guess a less dystopian version of Hunger Games where because mm. like Hunger Games, it's like you have like this group of people that are controlling the games and they're like, okay, bring in this bad thing or right. make them fall here. And it's like that's what the producers are doing. Like one of the Things in the article was like they held up a sign and they were like, ask about or yeah. bring up drinking or something. Sonia's and drinking. Yeah. Sonia's drinking. And it's just like whoever saw the TV show Unreal, mm-hmm. that's it's a show that's like kind of yep. like The Bachelor basically inspired. It's fictional, but written by somebody who worked on The Bachelor. And there's just so much puppeting of like mm-hmm. the people. And it's like these are people. We're messing with their emotions, we're messing with their feelings their bodies, their diseases that they're struggling with. It's so messed up. And yet, I don't see it changing. It doesn't change until people stop tuning in. And people will not stop tuning in. No, so. that's that's the problem. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't see this, like, being the downfall of Bravo. But I hope, <laughs> I say with my clown makeup on, that maybe yeah. it gets Bravo to change their approach. You know, who's yeah. to say? But yeah, maybe we can talk about this when we're bartenders on Watch What Happens Live. Put Andy in the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, you have no idea what's coming for you. That's our viral moment. (laughs) (laughs) From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziprin.
And I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. Be sure to follow us on socials at Brooke Ziffrin and at Arisha Skidmore-Williams. We love connecting with you. And we're also now on video. You can watch our full episodes on YouTube on the Wondery channel. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.